Good morning, everyone, and welcome. If you're new here, or maybe we haven't had the opportunity to meet, I'm Erica Newt. I'm the worship director here at Gateway, and I just have the pleasure of leading our wonderful worship team. Can you guys give them applause, encouragement for what a great job they've been doing? We have such an amazing team here. And I am so incredibly honored to be able to lead with them and to be able to lead and sing and be in worship with this community here at Gateway. It is an absolute pleasure. Now today I will be talking on our seventh message in the Unveiled Kingdom series. And I get to unveil an aspect of the kingdom that is often an area where people feel really uncomfortable. Okay, so we're gonna go on a journey today where we're gonna step into some uncomfortable things, a bit of weird things today. So I want you to open your mind a little bit, open your hearts. And in fact, I'm actually just gonna pray into that because I believe God is wanting to release something really powerful to you today that is gonna bring freedom into your lives and it's gonna bring freedom in and through your lives to others. So let's just pray for a moment. Oh, Holy Spirit, we thank you. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for your presence, God. We thank you that you are here with us right now. We thank you that the weight of your presence is here with us right now. Yes, Lord. We ask that you would help us to open our minds, open our hearts, just to what you are about to do. And God, that we'd be expectant, but that we wouldn't have specific expectations of what you're going to do, but that we would just be open, open to what you're going to do today. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. So I just want to say, even before the service started, we had two healing moments already. Two people were healed this morning already. And so God is doing something really big today. And I believe he's going to do some really big things in your heart and in your mind today. So today, our topic is the supernatural kingdom. Okay, so we have some people who are like, yay! And then we had some people yelling and screaming in, their mouth, in the back of their minds, right? Ah! Because they're so freaked out about this topic. Hey, I was totally one of them, okay? About a few years ago, everything kind of supernatural freaked me out a little bit. I was a little bit weirded out by speaking in tongues. Hey, I'm just going to be really honest. When people would speak in tongues, they'd be like, ugh, I don't, I'll just stand over here. Like, it freaked me out. Or if somebody was slain in the spirit, so that's, you know, if someone prays over you and they're overcome by the power of God, they just fall over and hopefully someone's there to catch them. That's always the goal. Um, but... I was freaked out by a lot of those kinds of encounters that people had with God. So do we have any people like that in the room today? You're like, yes, but I'm not going to put my hand up. That's okay. I totally understand. You don't have to, you don't have to put your hand up. But what I want to say is that now I am a former skeptic. I now, ah, all over the place. Okay, I'm speaking in tongues all the time now because I have changed something. I have changed my perspective of the supernatural. I have changed my perspective of who God is and how he operates in me and how he operates through me and how he operates in the atmosphere. 
And so I have partnered with a supernatural God. And now I see supernatural encounters in my life and encounters with other people all the time. And it's really an exciting way to, to behave and be in the kingdom. Are we excited about this? <sighs> Yes, that is awesome. So let's just define what supernatural is. Because sometimes people think that supernatural means like paranormal kind of stuff. We're talking about aliens and all of that kind of stuff. That's not what we're talking about today. We are talking about the supernatural power of God. We're talking about a Holy Spirit-filled power. That's what we're going to talk about today. So let's just define supernatural. Supernatural of a manifestation or event attributed to some force beyond scientific understanding or the laws of nature. Now, before we continue, it's important that we remember and we know that God is a supernatural God. So we think, oh no, supernatural things, that's sort of strange and sort of weird. Or maybe you're on the other side of that and you're like, yay, supernatural, which is great. <laughs> but I'm going to talk to both of you today, okay, both camps. Okay, so God is a supernatural God. Father, Spirit, Son. We believe in a supernatural being, okay? He is a triune supernatural being. And he operated in supernatural ways all throughout Scripture. So in the Old Testament, you can see that he operated and he partnered with people to carry out supernatural missions, so he partnered with Moses. He partnered with him by appearing to him in a burning bush, which is kind of freaky. He partnered with Moses to deliver, to deliver the Israelites out of Egypt. And he partnered with Moses to send the plagues to Egypt and to uh, part the Red Sea. Big, epic moment, right? He partnered with Ezekiel when there is a whole graveyard of bones and he said, prophesy to those bones, uh, speak breath into those bones. And those bones became an army. Okay, this is the God that we not only serve, but we get to partner with. We have the privilege of partnering with a supernatural God. And that's really exciting. Let's turn to Ephesians 1, 19 to 20 if you have your little apps out. If you don't, that's fine, we got the screen here. I also pray that you'll understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe him. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. I believe God is calling us to shift our perspective today. He is calling us to shift our perspective to a heavenly perspective. So instead of an earthly perspective, he is saying, hey, wait, you are seated in heavenly places with me. You are seated in heavenly places, so you are no longer looking like this and looking to heaven. You are actually seated in heaven, looking to earth, and that's where you're praying from, that's where you're declaring from, that's where you're living from. You're li living your life seated in a heavenly place. So we are seated in a supernatural place. God is partnering with us in the supernatural. And I am hoping that at the end of this day, at the end of this message, you will say yes to that partnership. We need to recognize that not only were 
um, stories in the Old Testament, not only experiences in the Old Testament, there were supernatural experiences. But it's important to know that Jesus himself was supernatural. He came to the earth supernaturally. He was conceived supernaturally. He died on the cross and rose again. He resurrected supernaturally. So we are already believers in a supernatural God and a supernatural experience. And so sometimes we actually, we, we separate, we separate the, the two. We think, yeah, I believe in God. I believe he died and rose from the grave, but I don't believe in praying in tongues. I believe in God and he rose from the grave, which is epic. I believe he ascended to heaven, which is epic, but I don't believe God uh, manifests in different ways. I don't believe God speaks to my mind. I don't believe God is here to heal others. I don't believe God wants to use me, pardon, to heal others. So we kind of end up separating a supernatural God from our experience. But we experience God supernaturally. <sighs> Thanks. <laughs> now I'm just laughing about that. We, I want to share a story with you about um, a supernatural experience that my son had. So my son, he's, his name is Lincoln. He's 10 years old. And I think it was about a year ago now, actually. We were snuggling on the couch, as we do, uh, before bed. And we were just calm and just kind of hanging out, having a moment before bedtime. We were both quiet, and I just felt the Lord prompt me to begin praying for him. And so I began to pray for him, but I wasn't praying out loud. I was praying in my mind, and I was praying, Holy Spirit, would you fill Lincoln? Fill him with your spirit. Fill him with your presence. Tell him how much you love him. Lord, would you speak to him? Speak the truth of who you are and the truth of who he is. And I just began to pray and pray and pray over him. And then I actually was looking at my son and tears were rolling down his face. And he was having an encounter with the Lord. I was not praying out loud. This was silent. We were both silent, but he was receiving something from God in that moment. And at the end, and when we all calmed down, <laughs> I asked him, hey, Lincoln, was God speaking to you? Did, did you hear something? Like, what, what was happening? And he said, well, I just heard I love you a lot. And I was just so excited for him. I said, oh, Lincoln, isn't that so cool that God's speaking to you that way? I'm so glad. And then we kind of hugged and he went to bed. You know, the deal. And a couple days later, I asked Lincoln, I was like, hey, wasn't that so cool what God did? Didn't he do something really cool the other day as he was speaking to you? And Lincoln was like, well, I don't know. It was kind of in my thoughts. I don't know if it really was God. I don't know if I really had that experience. And he began to question his encounter. And I, I reassured him that that was the Lord. But it's still up to him to, to come into agreement with that truth. But isn't that something we do? We do that so often. God speaks to our mind and we're like, I don't know if he really said that. I don't know if he really did that. In worship, often, I will just be weeping. And there is no reason for it. 
It's not like I'm having a bad day or anything. Just the Holy Spirit is speaking to me and, is, and causing me to weep. He is, he is speaking into my heart and healing different wounds in my heart. And he's doing that in and through worship. And it can be really easy in those moments to question, was that really an encounter? Or am I just an emotional human being, right? Like, am I just emotional? Am I PMSing? Just saying. Those are things that maybe women think, but, you know, we're, we're wondering, hey, like, why am I having this experience? But then I know that I've just encountered the Lord because there's been a wound that's been healed. It wasn't just me crying. There was a wound that he had healed in my heart. I had another experience where I was... Um, specifically asking for the Lord to, to reveal his power to me. So I was in prayer and I said, God, would you show up in power right now? Would you fill me with the power of the Holy Spirit? I want to have an encounter with you. And so I was specifically asking for that. And I began to, this is really weird, but we're just going to get the weirdness out, out there. Um, I started twitching. Okay, I started like having this weird like twitch thing and I was like, God, am I doing that? Like, that's really weird. I'm really crazy. And I started to just like feel like weird. Um, I don't know how to explain it other than like little shocks, like little bolts of energy uh, through my body. And I was like, God, this is really strange. I don't know if I like this. I don't know if this is you. Like, you know, what's happening? And then it's, and it stopped. And afterward, I prayed about it. I was like, God, was, you know, was that you? Like, what, was I doing that to myself? Like, I don't know why I would want to do that. That was weird. But he, he told me, you asked for my power. And I encountered you, and it might not have been the way that you wanted. And it might not have been the way that you thought it was supposed to be. But I wanted to show you my power. And... It's just such an easy thing for us to do, to, to disregard our supernatural experiences with the Lord. And part of that is, is learning to, to embrace the mystery of what he has in those moments. Embrace the mystery. We're not always going to understand what the encounter is or the reason for it. I had another experience where I was praying in tongues and... This is still something where I was like, is this real? Am I doing this right? You know, you're asking some of these questions. And when I was praying in tongues, I received healing of an emotional wound or a memory that I had been um, kind of harboring, let's say. And he healed that in that moment. And, and so I was knowing that these experiences, these supernatural experiences are always meant to heal. They're always meant for delivering, and they're always meant to save. And this is the ministry of Jesus. This is what the kingdom of God is about. This is what Jesus came to earth for. He set his rule and his reign, but he also came to save the captives. He came to save, heal, and deliver. That was his mission. Let's read. First uh, John 3, 8 says, But the Son of God came to destroy the works of the devil. For the Son of Man came to seek and save those who are lost. Let's continue. We're going to go to Luke 4, 18 to 19. 
The spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim the captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free, and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. That was his mission here on earth, to set the captives free. And so we know that Jesus has accomplished that. We know that Jesus' death and resurrection, he defeated sin, right? We know this. But I like to think of it this way. So in every kingdom, there's a king, there's, there's a territory, land, that the king reigns over. There are people that he rules over. And there are laws and rules in which the people follow. I want to look at the, the land part of it, okay? So we've learned and we've talked about how a king has come. We've talked about the ways in which we operate in the kingdom. But we're going to talk about gaining lost territory. Because this is Jesus' mission and this is our mission. And so when I'm talking about territory, I'm not talking about geographic territory. And when I'm talking about gaining territory, I'm not talking about power in force, in anger, in, in, in domineering kind of power. I'm talking an extension of God's hand on the earth. This power is an extension of God's love on the earth. That is what his supernatural power is for, is to extend the love of God to people. So we have lost territory. And I think of this as prisoners of war. There are prisoners of war. And that's, we have people, and sometimes including ourselves, who are captive to lies about ourselves or about God, or we're captive to, to sin patterns, or we're captive to belief systems, or we're captive to addiction, or we're captive to eating disorders, or we're captive to, to a variety of mental health issues. We have these prisoners of war, including ourselves sometimes, who are captive to these things. And the supernatural power of God, that mission of the supernatural power of God, is to release the captives. Are you following me? Okay. <laughs> the point is that we get to partner with God supernaturally to set the captives free. Let's look at Jesus and his, uh, his ministry. So Jesus was just baptized, and then he was led into the desert, and Darian talked about this a few weeks ago, about the, three t the temptations that Jesus encountered in the desert for 40 days. Now Jesus comes out of the desert, and he begins his ministry. And this is what he does. When he begins his ministry, he finds his team. He finds his people. Let's read, this is Matthew 4, 18 to 24. One day as Jesus was walking along the shore of the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, also called Peter and Andrew, throwing a net into the water, for they fished for a living. Jesus called out to them, come, follow me, and I will show you how to fish for people. And they left their nets at once and followed him. 
A little farther up the shore, he saw two other brothers, James and John, sitting in a boat with their father, Zebedee, repairing their nets. And he called them to come too. They immediately followed him, leaving their boat, the boat and their father behind. And we continue. Jesus traveled throughout the region of Galilee, teaching in the synagogues and announcing the good news about the kingdom. And he healed every kind of disease and illness. News about him spread as far as Syria, and people soon began bringing to him all who were sick, and whatever their sickness or disease, or if they were demon-possessed or epileptic or paralyzed, he healed them all. That was Jesus' mission, to extend the hand of God, to extend the love of God, and his compassion, he healed them all. We're going to take a look at the invitation that Jesus had for those disciples. He says, come, follow me, and I will show you how to fish for people. So first he invites us, come, follow me. He invites us to participate in this with him. And then he says, I will show you. And this I will show you is not just to display the glory of the Lord, and it's not just to point that he is king and he is Lord. It's not only that. It is to, to partner with God. We, I will show you how to fish for people. I will show you what you're about to do. I will show you how, because you are going to do this too. I'm not just showing you for my glory. I'm showing you because you need to do this. You are going to be doing this as well. He has given us an invitation to join him. And then what does he show them in the next section? He shows them that he, sorry, he shows them to announce the, king, king, announce the good news of the kingdom, right? So he's saying, oh, you are going to teach the good news of the kingdom, and then you are going to display the good news of the kingdom. You are going to teach what the kingdom is about, and then you're going to do what the kingdom is about. You are going to extend my love. You are going to see it, and then you are going to do it. And then he gives the disciples the steps to do. He says, this is what you're going to do now. He called the 12 to get together. So we're at Luke 9, 1 to 2. When Jesus had called the 12 together, he gave them power and authority to drive out all demons and to cure diseases. And he sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. They go together. Sometimes I think we, we limit the love of God to being kind to others. Sometimes we think that extending his hand or expressing the love of God is simply to be kind to others or to say, I'll be praying for you or to give maybe a food basket or things like that for somebody who is in need. And yes, those are important parts of sharing the good news of the kingdom. Sometimes we think about sharing the good news as evangelism, that we are called to say, you know, you're saved, healed, and delivered. Jesus came to die for you, and, and we do evangelize. But the biggest part of that is operating in supernatural power. 
the biggest part of sharing the good news of the gospel is displaying the good news of the gospel by laying hands on people, obviously for permission, you gotta ask, <laughs> laying hands on people and praying for healing and declaring healing. We are fighting for them. We are praying for healing for them. We are extending his supernatural power, right? That is what he's given us. That is the mission that he has called us to. Let's read Mark 16, 17 to 20. These miraculous signs will accompany those who believe. They will cast out demons in my name, and they will speak in new languages. They will be able to handle snakes with safety, and if they drink anything poisonous, it won't hurt them. They will be able to place their hands on the sick, and they will be healed. When the Lord Jesus had finished talking with them, he was, taken up to, he was taken up into heaven and sat down in the place of honor at God's right hand. And the disciples went everywhere and preached. And the Lord worked through them, confirming what they said by many miraculous signs. These miraculous signs will accompany those who believe. Those who believe. This isn't simply to believe in the resurrection of Jesus. This is also those who believe in the ministry of Jesus. Those who believe in how I partner in the ministry of Jesus. I can tell you the shift that I made in the last few years was a belief shift. From, from being confused and questioning things, I shifted that perspective and I just said, God, I believe you. I believe this is how you operate and I believe you want to partner with me. And as this happened, I began to see things more clearly. When we open our eyes, what happens? We see he is opening our eyes today. He is opening our eyes to see what happens in the supernatural. He is wanting to open our hearts and open our eyes to see what he's about. Miracles, signs, and wonders will accompany those who believe. And I want to remind you that there isn't a qualification except for believing. He just wants us to believe. He's not saying you have to be perfect to pray for healing. You have to have it all figured out to pray for someone's healing. It's not true. You have to have perfect faith. This is my favorite of the lies. You must have perfect faith to see healing. It's not true. Jesus never withheld healing because of a lack of faith. Instead, he used it as an opportunity, opportunity to build their faith. So it's important that we begin to believe, believe that he wants to partner with us and believe that it's not by our might, not by our strength, not by our power, 
but by the Holy Spirit. And I pray that this releases you, that when you begin to pray for others, you know that the outcome isn't up to you, right? We surrender that outcome to God. We are obedient in praying for the sick and it's his job to heal. We are not healers. We are not deliverers. We are not the saviors. We are just called to partner with him in saving, healing, and delivering, to be an extension of his hand on this earth. And for a moment, I just want to speak to speak to people who, and this might be all of us, who have been disappointed in this area. Some of us have prayed for healing for a loved one and did not see that happen. Some of us have prayed that God would encounter us in a specific way and we didn't see it happen that way. And I want to remind us this morning, and this is something that Darian said a few weeks ago as well, that the kingdom of heaven is now and not yet. The kingdom of heaven is now and not yet. It begins now, but there's this this part of our faith in our believing and in our trusting where we surrender the not yet to our Father. And I can tell you, this is an experience I've had. As I've shared this story, I've shared this with you guys before, but my sister had passed away from cancer uh, in October 2022. And we prayed for healing. We believed for healing. And we had many people come and pray over her that I could consider had perfect faith, you know? (laughs) We knew that we were believing that God would perform a miracle in this. And I can tell you that in this season after, I really wrestled. I was like, God, how can I believe in your healing? I didn't see it. How can I believe in the supernatural? These are normal questions to have. But what he has shown me in the last few years especially in the last year, is I actually have more faith now than I ever had before I prayed for her. Because I feel like I have true faith now, because I've had to wrestle. I've had to truly believe without seeing. I didn't see and now I have to believe without seeing. There was this thought that I had that I had to see it happen to believe that it happens. now I realize that it's the other way around. That now that I didn't see it happen in that way, now I actually have greater faith for it to happen for others. And it seems kind of strange, but he's really built my faith up. And I've been encountering him personally in my life in ways I never had before a year ago or two years ago because of that wrestle with my faith, because of that invitation, he's calling us. He has that invitation, come and believe, come and believe, come and follow me and you will do the things that I did. You will do the things that I did and you will be 
the extension of my hand and heart to this world. He is building our faith in those moments, in those seasons of, in our lives. He is building our faith. And sometimes it feels like a regression. Sometimes it feels the opposite, but he is actually building our faith in that time. I want to share a story with you because it's for us. It's a vision God gave for us, this church. I've shared it with uh, the worship team, but I'm gonna share it with you. I alluded to it a couple weeks ago when I was leading worship, but I wanna share with you the actual vision that I had for this church and for God's supernatural glory. You wanna hear it? (laughs) Just kidding, bye. No. Okay. So in a very natural way, I was on my bed, I was praying to the Lord. And I can tell you this was some years ago when Alex and I, my husband Alex and I, we were deciding whether we were going to stay here at Gateway, whether this was gonna be our home church. And we were wrestling with that and praying. And one of the times that I was sitting on my bed, praying, I was just on my knees. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go on my knees. (laughs) I was in that moment and I was praying God, what do you want? Where should I be? Where do you want me to be? And and this was before I started working here. This was a while ago. And God took me into a vision. So this vision um, was like a dream. So you know when you're dreaming, you feel like you're experiencing it all, and then you wake up and you're like, oh yeah, that was a dream, but there's still that like, I am in it. That's the kind of vision it was. And so he pulls me into this vision. And actually, I was standing over here, and I was uh, in worship. I don't know if I was leading. I was just in worship. And then he came in about right there in his white robe, shining super bright. And he came into the middle of the room. And I remember this funny thought of thinking, wow, he's way brighter than those stage lights even that blind us every week. <laughs> but I was, I was almost blinded by the light. He was so bright and the light was everywhere. The whole room was filled with his light. And instantly he took me about over there. I was on my knees. Everyone in the room was on their knees. Everyone. They're on their knees or on the floor on your face. <laughs> and I was looking around and everyone was weeping. Everyone was in the presence of God and receiving just the healing presence of God, the love of God. He was was impacting everyone in the room and he was revealing himself to everyone in the room. And then I came out of the vision and at that time I was like, okay, well I have to be there for that. So I'm gonna stick around. That was my decision. It's like, I need to be there for that. So, but about a few weeks ago, God took me to the exact same vision in the exact same way. And I was on my knees once again. And just in a moment, he said, the kingdom is now. And he snapped me out of it. And I took this like big gasp. Apparently I wasn't breathing. <laughs> just like, oh. <gasps> The kingdom is now. 
The kingdom is now. And I just meditated on that. The kingdom is now. And I'm reminded that we are responsible for the now. He is calling us in the now. And so whatever the not yet was, he was also ministering to my heart. Whatever the not yet is, I can trust him fully because God is always good. But I'm not to look at the not yet. Yeah, we have hope for the not yet. We have hope for heaven and eternity. But he was saying, the kingdom is now. And it was like, get up, get up on your feet and go do it. It was, it was a charge he was giving me. And I believe he's giving that for us. Let's get up. Let's go out. Let's pray. Lay hands on the sick and they will be healed. I believe God is calling us to save, heal, and deliver just like Jesus did. He is calling us to help set the captives free. That is our mission. That is the charge. That is, the, that is what he has for us. And it's a beautiful, beautiful gift that we get to be a part of. And I want to remind you the kingdom of heaven is now. If you're in a place that you want to receive that, receive healing, receive freedom, the kingdom of heaven is now, today. February 18th, is that the date? Today, the kingdom of heaven is today. We are going to head into a time of healing, a time where you can come up and come to the prayer team and receive healing. You can stay and worship and receive healing in that way. And that's what we're going to head into right now. But before we do, I'm just going to read this one verse. Go and announce to them that the kingdom of heaven is near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cure those with leprosy, and cast out demons. Give as freely as you have received. This is a gift that we have, and this is a gift that we get to give to others. So if I can have the worship team come up. We're going to go into a, a song. And I'm going to invite the prayer team to come to the front of the room and to the back of the room. And you're going to have time to, during this next song to come up and receive healing. You can stay in your seats and you can worship. And I also believe God will encounter you that way. But I am going to actually specifically pray, pray that you will receive a powerful encounter with the Lord today. So even if you're not coming up for healing, even if you're feeling, hey, my body's great, <laughs> things are great. Even if you're in that place, I believe God is wanting to encounter you with his power and with his love this morning in a supernatural way. It might be a way that makes no sense. Let's be open to it. All right. Yes, let's pray. just ask for your Holy Spirit to fall on your people right now. 
fill every person in this room who is open and available to you with your presence, with your spirit. Fill them with a spirit of supernatural power, that Holy Spirit that brings power. Fill them with your power. That same power that rose Jesus from the grave. Fill them with that power right now, Lord Jesus. Fill them with your presence, God. Fill them with that presence, Lord. Holy Spirit, we honor you, God. We honor your presence. We say just like that vision, Lord, let your glory fall in this place. Open up the gates of heaven right now, Jesus. Open up the gates today and let the King of glory enter in. Let the King of glory enter in. Let us fix our eyes on you, Jesus. God, we ask for, for a shift in our perspective. God, would you shift our gaze and our perspective to be from heaven, not towards heaven, but from heaven. We are seated in heavenly places with you, Lord. So give us that vision, those eyes to see how you move supernaturally, Lord. And we ask God that you would help us to partner with you in that way. That we would hear your voice so clearly that we would know if you are calling us to pray for someone, we would be obedient and pray for that person. God, that we would partner with you in every area of our life that we would know that your power isn't just for us, isn't just for us to receive healing and freedom and deliverance, but your power is meant to be shared. You freely gave to us and we freely give, Lord. And so we also surrender and we commit, Lord, this day to releasing your power here on earth, to being open, open to you, open to what you're doing in our hearts and available and we partner in believing God, believing that not only you are King and Lord, but God, that you delight in partnering with us in supernatural ways. And we come into agreement with that right now in Jesus' name. We break off all lies in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We command all sickness to leave right now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We command, we command mental illness to be gone in the mighty name of Jesus Christ right now. We command addictions like eating disorders, like alcoholism, like pornography. We command these addictions to cease in the mighty name of Jesus Christ right here, right now, today. This day will mark us. God, we are saying, mark us today with your presence. Mark us today with your power. Mark us today with a, a new transformative life that we impart upon others. Holy Spirit, we thank you. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I just invite you to stand. Invite you to stand and sing. And if you're having an encounter with the Lord, continue. You can stay there, obviously. We just invite you to stand and worship with us or come up for prayer. Or if you believe God is calling you to lay hands on someone, I encourage you to be obedient to him in that time as well.